The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome, and thanks for being here this week. We're so glad you joined us again this week. We have gotten snow, so it's uh, (laughs) a little different. We've had this beautiful sunny weather on Tuesdays and all that. Today is kind of an overcast uh, day, but we got about six inches of snow. So we are two days into the kids not going to school. So they just left uh, to go see a movie. It'll and be in the 60s here by Friday. I know, 60s in like two days. So we're very excited about that. Again, uh, this is Jeff Smith, and you're listening to Illuminating Leadership. Glad you could be with us. Lee Hubert is here with us. Lee, say hi. Good morning. All right. Afternoon. Afternoon, even. Or depending what time zone. Well, yeah, we got all the time zones covered. Global. Yeah, in fact, a uh, nice little shout out to uh, Jose Lopez in the uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, and uh, he's an emergency room physician over uh, for Cleveland Clinic. Send me a nice note and a couple questions that I'll work into the, the day. So, Jose, thanks for listening to the show. And, and then I was uh, at uh, JMU this past weekend. Well, not JMU, but at the in Dallas at the JMU National Championship. So okay, uh, get the important stuff off. That's the right, the, right up front. The Dukes won the national championship. So for those who have been listening all fall, this this show starts. September 13th and basically we went through the season 14 and 1 and and won the national championship so congratulations thank you thank you Lee and uh, for some uh, some of my friends from JMU that uh, like to listen to the show thanks for listening to the show and congratulations to Clemson Tigers for winning the national championship last night so you know, heck of a heck of a game last night. So for those on the East Coast, we're all a little bleary eyed from the game last night. But let me tell you just real quick. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before, what about my Packers? Oh yes. Well, your uh, Packers. The important part. You see the the Hail Mary at the end of the first half. I did see the Hail Mary. We're going to rename it the Hail Aaron. There you go. Well, the Packers won, and uh, there weren't very good uh, football games this weekend. The pros, but this upcoming weekend probably there will be. Please continue. There you go. Well, thanks again for being with us, and here's some ways to connect with us, both uh, during the show and during the week. You can always call us at 1-866-472-5788. You can email us either during the show or during the week at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with me at Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting, or Lee Hubert, Voltage Leadership Consulting. And then you can follow me on JMU Jeff on Twitter. And so love to uh, connect with you in any way possible. Um, in the meantime, today, we're going to be talking about a, co- a coaching culture. So obviously, lots of coaching and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're joking a lot about the, the football coaching and things like that. That's really not what we mean here. We're, we're going to be talking about what's it mean to have a, 
a coaching culture in your organization? Uh, how do you go about doing it? What are some of the best practices that we see? Mm-hmm. Um, Lee will be back on the show um, next week as well. So just to preview it, uh, we'll be talking a lot about time management, best practices, mm-hmm. resetting your calendar, and some ideas that we have to help you achieve your 2017 goals. But one of the things that we hear a lot about is the need to be able to grow and develop our talent and mm-hmm. to be able to get the best out of people in the workplace. So, Lee, when I when I ask you what a coaching culture means to you, let's try again, a coaching culture. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. That alliteration was a little tough today. Shift happens. That's right. So, what when I say coaching culture, Lee, what's that mean to you? Coaching culture, first of all, it means a national championship up in, up in Harrisonburg. Um, coaching culture is, is an excellent question. It's a culture that allows people to take some risks. Okay. It allows them to take some responsibility for their own actions. Think about it this way. Um, we've come through a time where a lot of people are afraid to speak up. And mm-hmm. We see this all the time. I want your practice, my practice. And you get to the point where you think, okay, your, some of your best thinking is, is left behind. There's economic loss that t- uh, takes place. A coaching culture is one that is the opposite of that. It allows a safe environment for people to speak up. Um, they can express conflicting point of views. You don't have to agree with everybody all the time. So you don't have this culture of yes all the time, right? I'm going to use an old saying. This is what really happens when you do not have a coaching, uh, a coaching culture. Yeah, so you give me a hard time. Say. Yeah, exactly. Call it a CC. The saying is this. Are you stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? Well, it means are you stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime? <laughs> right. So here you are in management and you're trying to get max productivity. Everybody's best, right? Want to be excellent, want to mm-hmm. be great. Well, if people are afraid to chime in, to my point, they're going to tell you, they're going to give you a dime. They're going right. to give you something. They're going to pitch you something. Here's an idea. Here's a deliverable. But you're leaving the dollar on the table. Okay. So are you stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime? I'll give you lots of dimes. Let's pick up the dollars. Okay. So, um, you know, what type of coaching does this even mean, right? So I'm just curious at the outset, you know, let's define our words, right? Okay. So we've hit culture a good bit in the show, but, uh, you know, we've said it's probably not the coaching of, uh, you know, sports teams, but what type of coaching are we dealing with here? We got a a number of different things. So let's fill in the blank under what kind of coaching. First, a coaching culture. Let's drill on that just a smidgen more. People speak up and they offer uh, constructive feedback. Can you give feedback to somebody without them flipping out? Mm. Um, Even peer-to-peer reporting relationships, all that stuff. Um, And then there's something about feeling appreciated and knowing that their contributions matter. Now, for everybody that seems this might sound like happy talk to Dr. Phil, whatever, that's not what we're talking about. I was rolling my own eyes because I'm like, oh, Lord, I can hear our listeners now like. They're going to they're going to talk about this again. Yeah, you know, this is not some kind of nutty, you know, coaching radio show thing where we're going to go off on this, you know, uh, kumbaya thing. It really is about the way it impacts your business in the longer term. Mm-hmm. So on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about engagement and retention. But think about it, right? Think about a person that has been uh, open to you as as the your manager or mentor. What were the dynamics with that individual, right? So there's something to what the leader are they leading. So in addition to your point, uh, what are the types of coaching that can be had in the workplace in this culture? Voltage leadership, we use an instrument called DISC, we use other assessments, and we use the words common language. It creates a common language. So when I say Jeff is high I, you already knew that instinctively, all you people listening, but if I say Jeff is high I, 
um, or whatever you are, DCS, whatever the case is, you know that. Similar to coaching culture, it becomes the norm and it becomes a positive norm. Mm -hmm. Then from that point, it's what type of uh, coaching uh, or needs does the organization have? Is it coaching for uh, skill improvement? Is it coaching for performance? Is it coaching to get uh, managers and leaders to deliver on the strategic intent of the upper management? Um, there's a number of different things. And to your point earlier, we were talking about one of our clients. There's T3, train the trainer. Sure. Um, can you imagine how awesome it would be if leaders are prepared well to coach up their people for the right reasons and for the right deliverables? Unfortunately, in the real world, okay, I'm back to the real world now, that doesn't happen oftentimes. Right. Yeah, so I think we'll probably spend most of our time in the leaders as coaches part of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was with uh, Dr. Mark Greenwald yesterday. Uh, we were doing an off-site for a Korean clinic. We had about 15 leaders in. And we spent a good bit of time around feedback and mm-hmm. the ability just to receive feedback, mm-hmm. right? And so I think one of the most important things uh, in shaping this culture and, and is that we have to have a culture where feedback is both um, – accepted mm-hmm. and then also sought out and so i think a large part of this is have you primed your culture to be ready to give and receive feedback mm-hmm. and so as a leader you know we often say you know gosh my i got this open door well that puts the point of emphasis on the employee to go and give feedback you know so one of the first things i'd say to, to kind of get out of the way is as we are building this coaching culture mm-hmm. is that You've got to be inviting as the leader to go seek some feedback, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, is there something I can do a little better here? You know, um, you know, I know I use this question in, in our one-on-ones. It's, you know, hey, when, when I'm at my best, what am I doing for you, Lee? What am mm-hmm. I doing, Jennifer? Is there, you know, maybe one thing, if I could just do one thing different, what would it be so that you can have a better job? You know, and so for me, that's my invitation to say, hey, I'm open to some feedback. Is there something else? And then by you giving feedback over time, you're probably saying, well, Jeff, you know, you're, I'm giving you feedback. Is right. there something that, that I need to know? Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's the leader's job to go first to create the culture where mm-hmm. coaching can happen. What are your thoughts about that? They have to be willing to go first. And like you just said, I mean, it, it, or to my point, there's a common language. So, you know, what's your culture now? You know, what, what does all that feel like now? I'm going to add on the thought about behind the manager's one-on-one door. Okay. So where does some of that feedback take place? Where is it appropriate for it to take place? So a coach has, that. Um, this is going to be, um, go back to a little bit of the drama triangle we talked about earlier in an earlier show. There's some people that rescue instead of uh, coach. There's some people that roll their eyes and go, okay, this person, instead of me taking the time and investing my managerial life into this person's uh, career, I'm just going to do it because it's the short way and it's the quick way. Mm. That's a different thing of what I'm talking about here. And what's what does it feel like to be coached well? Sure. It, it feels really good. It goes, you think, okay, um, you're paying attention to me, first of all. You're taking the time. You're creating a safe environment, and mm-hmm. it has to be a safe environment for people to speak up. Um, and when you do that, good things happen. Right. Um, you know, are we talking only um, fine, co- you know, like um, like the type of coaching where everything's going fine, everything's good? Or we, you know, is there also coaching saying, okay, you're missing the mark. You know, that, does all that get included in coaching? What's, uh, what's your definition? The answer is all the above. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so one of the things that I wanted to point out was, 
you know, I mentioned earlier, feeling appreciated and recognizing contributions, mm-hmm. especially around feedback. You know, you, you have the layered feedback, the balanced feedback, as you call it. So, you know, I don't want to have somebody come and tell me and remind me all the time of everything I'm doing wrong. Sure. One of the things that I hear as we drill down in cultures and all of our clients, healthcare, distribution, technology, is on the front line, there just seems to be a lack of understanding or perception that management really understands what I do. Right day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So here you're going to come by and, you know, you know, and brighten my day with your ray of sunshine <laughs> telling me something that I didn't do well. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, do you have a clue as to what's taking place here? Right. You know, so for me, I, I agree completely. I think this is balanced feedback. Um, there should be we're probably pretty good at the negative often, but we'll hit on that later in the show about how good are we doing with that. <clears throat> but it is about some of the more the positive and making sure that there's time. If I had to say a couple things on the front end, though, it's um, A, do you provide time, right? Do you um, set some clear expectations of what are we trying to aim for, what are we trying to hit? Mm-hmm. Do you provide time within sort of the week to be able to find places to catch people doing things right, mm-hmm. to give them some feedback on things that they could improve upon. Mm-hmm. So there's an element of within the culture, it's, is it valued around here? You know, I'm working with one organization right now where, where I would just say it's really not. It's just task after task after yes. task. Yes. Right. And so, you know, they, and they achieve a lot of tasks, but they also have a lot of people burned out, uh, pretty frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, uh, probably six to eight of them kind of whisper on the side, hey, if you know of anything, Jeff, uh, it'd be great. Yeah. If, uh, you know, obviously, I, you know, I've got to watch that uh, sure. you know, that confidentiality, so I'm not going to go there. But what I'd say is that it's really a shame because, you know, kind of they're not getting, it's your dollar for dime thing. Yes. If, if they were investing the dollar in the right conversation and it staying engaged, instead of getting task after task done, they would have a much more engaged workforce. Let me add on to that. They're collecting dimes. They are stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime. I get it. Everybody's after the productivity. Go, go, go. Rock the house. All right. Wonderful. But to your point, if people are going to get frustrated and they're wondering, it's a Scott Eblen thing. Are they overwhelmed, underappreciated, uh, overworked, overwhelmed? Right. So there's there's something to that. So the coaching culture, uh, as we get ready to segue into the next part of the show, I think is one of integrity and transparency. Mm, I like those words. And you use the equation sometimes, you know, our potential equals our uh Productivity, performance minus interference. Performance minus interference, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I use the word add-on distraction. Sure. So part of the coach's role, in my mind, in, in instilling, installing a coaching culture, is to remove some of that distraction. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, we're getting ready to come up against break here. So so far, we've kind of outlined uh, coaching culture. Uh, as we pick up on the other side, what we'll start to go go into is where some of the models, where some of the best practices that we're seeing mm-hmm. within cultures. So thanks for being with us so far today, and we'll talk to you in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging 
marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tired of wasting time and spending marketing money with little results? Are you looking for more leads, clients, and revenue in your business with predictable results? Tune in to Mojo My Business with the team behind Mojo Global, Ira Rosen, and Corey Michael Sanchez. Our program will showcase proven expert solutions that have helped countless businesses outsell the competition and gain massive market share. Mojo My Business can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. So glad you could be with us today. I am here with Lee Hebert. And Lee and I are talking about how do you create a coaching culture? And uh, our first part of the show really just sort of define coaching culture. So let's start in some of the best practices. So we're going to continue that conversation. Um, one tool that I really like to, to use, and I'll, I'll ask for Lee if he's got a tool or, or approach that he likes, is something called iGrow. And what that is, uh, the, it's an acronym. So the I really stands for the intent. What's the intent of the conversation mm-hmm. that we're going to have? Is this to coach you up? Is mm-hmm. this to give you an evaluation? Is this mm-hmm. uh, appreciation? Performance review. Performance review, any of those things. So let's just cl- clear in our intent before we start. So the G is for goal. What goal are you trying to hit? You might be my last coaching call right before this. Um, uh, one of her goals this past year had been getting her MBA. So mm-hmm. she's just finished that goal. So all of our coaching sessions revolved around how's that progressing? Mm-hmm. How do you work full time? Still mm-hmm. get your goal? Be a mom? You know, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So goal, reality. What's the reality of the situation? So in her case, it was, hey, I'm trying to go to school full-time, but I got to keep a full-time job too. So mm-hmm. I can't do both. Mm-hmm. So part-time school slowed it down, maybe mm-hmm. made it more like a three, four-year process instead mm-hmm. of a two-year process. Mm-hmm. So reality is, what's the situation? What are my possibilities? But what are the situation that I have to live with? Reality right? check. That's right. And so then then we studied options. You know, So did she want to go online? Did she want to go live? Did she want to be a public school, private school? What type of master's did she want? Mm-hmm. Let's research options. And then finally, what's next? You know, we couldn't necessarily do all of it in one step. So when we first started, the what's next was let's research our options. Uh, let's take a step. So she would come back in two weeks and say, this is why I research. This is what seems like the natural next step. So when you're coaching someone, you could go back to the iGrow. 
Start ahead of time preparing, saying, okay, I've got someone coming in that I'm going to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. What's my intent of the conversation? What's the goal that we've been working towards? What's the current reality? What's, you know, what are we seeing? Mm-hmm. Okay, given that current reality and how close are we to our desired outcome, our goal, mm-hmm. what are the options? What should we explore next? And then what's the baby steps to close the gap between reality and the goal? So that's called I grow. So I really, you know, even today, you know, I've been coaching since uh, full time since about 2000, 2001. You know, I always have that sort of running. Even occasionally I write on the side of my paper. So don't feel bad if you're going into a mm-hmm. session and you write it down just mm-hmm. to have it there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good tip. So wait, I, do, what, I do that all the time. Yeah. Let, me, let me add on to the, the gap between the goal and reality. Sure. You've heard these other uh, initials before. It's an acronym. A-O-B. It stands for Actions ownership and behavior so a subset you know to your point if i've identified a goal and what is it based in reality what or what are the realities surrounding it subset that and go okay what actions need to be taken now and we use the words baby steps a lot of times uh, when people set goals too aggressively that's the reason they don't succeed is they burn out they peter out they just they don't get there but you have to chunk it down and take baby steps. So what actions need to be taken? Mm-hmm. And then depending on you know who's involved, is it a team, is it an individual, who owns it? I'm working with a client in uh, Lynchburg now that we do this to great effect. You know, We got into a real robust discussion about what actions we need to take and who really owns it. And then I ask you know, in the team mode, in the coaching mode, what are the behaviors that are gonna support that from happening? Mm-hmm. And there's the accountability step. So you remember AOB, I'll also add on to that and think of taking Jeff's iGrow model and in the AOB uh, subset behind the manager's closed door. You made the point earlier, did you take the time to communicate with me? Sure. If you've ever walked into somebody's door and you you have that experience where you're just not getting heard. When we do exit interviews, that's one of the biggest reasons people say they leave. I felt I didn't have a voice. Right. Well, you could you have a voice, just nobody was paying any attention to you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I think, uh, let's continue that. Um, so, real practical. Uh, when we're in coaching. So, again, this isn't complex coaching like, you know, executive coaching. This is maybe a 10-minute conversation, a 5-minute conversation with somebody from your team that they've got something on their mind please turn away from the computer. Mm-hmm. Maybe come out from behind the desk. It depends on what your office or your mm-hmm. space is. Mm-hmm. Put away your electronics for a moment mm-hmm. and look eye to eye to that person. Absolutely, yes. You know, let them feel like you're fully there. Mm-hmm. Try to take a deep breath and connect. So often what's happening is you're still in that last conversation, that last email, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Even before the show today, you know, I told Lee, you know, we were kind of doing our prep. I'm like, Lee, let me just finish this last email because <laughs> I'm only about a quarter <laughs> listening to you and three quarters, you know, showing yes. why JMU is better than Clemson to yes. a buddy. No, yeah. but, <laughs> but until I could really finish that, I'm like, Lee, give me one minute. And sure. then I put it away and we we're able to fully connect. So when you are uh, coaching, get practical. Now, look. Not all coaching has to happen sort of formal, behind a desk, in your mm-hmm. office, all that. Sure. Lots of the best coaching happens, you know, we work a lot with laboratorians, so we call that on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull up next to somebody at the, in the lab or in a call center, and you can have a five-minute conversation. Do you want to talk career advice and career planning there? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But being able to say, hey, I noticed what you were doing. I really appreciate that you did X or Y. Or, hey, I noticed what you're doing, and you're a little off track. Here's a way to improve it. That's fine. You don't want to embarrass people in a team meeting. Yes. If it's a big time performance improvement, you want to do that behind a closed door. Sure. But this is just a, a fine tuning. Don't make it, don't wait for the perfect time. Go have the conversation. 
prep for it, think about it for a minute, and then go have the conversation and try to try and make it perfect and wait two weeks until you have a one-on-one. Go have the conversation, get feedback now. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's the, the, the connection part of that. It's, you know, making the pre-call before you were trying to do something formal. Yeah. Think of it this way. All you managers out there, when you get to the end of the year and you're doing your evaluations, yeah, you have touch points, Okay. But here's one of the things we've learned in coaching land over the years. If you do these things, installing the coaching culture and really own it and let it, you know, germinate, when you get to the year end and you do formal performance reviews, they're almost an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see all the heads going, really? Ours are not an afterthought. Right. But if I'm the, on the receiving end of that performance review, first of all, there's a connection that's been made. Yeah. And then secondarily, because of the rapport that's been built, it's not a one-time transaction. I need to get into your airspace. You're an authority figure if I report to you. So first of all, I want to know, how am I doing? Is there any feedback at all? Mm-hmm. We're dealing with some organizations right now where no feedback is, is the accepted norm. No news is good news. Right. And even when we onboard people sometimes, you know, they might be there for a couple of months, two, three months, 90, 100 days, 180 days. They haven't heard much. Right. That's want, the norm, unfortunately. Right, it, is, it, is, it is the norm. And it's it's scary, actually. So you think, okay, must be doing something okay. Right. But how would you know? Well, and to, to Lee's point here, you know, folks want to know, right? And so part of a coaching culture is this should be ongoing. This isn't a one-time event. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, consistently giving feedback. Feedback is good, mm-hmm. right? Feedback, the real what we're trying to do is get better at something. We're mm-hmm. trying to make ourselves better, make mm-hmm. the organization better. Sometimes it's going to be that we did great and we're going to get some recognition. Sometimes it's going to be, hey, good try. You missed the mark. Let's, let's change this a little bit, right? And uh-huh. so... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I would add, I'm going to use an example of a person, brilliant uh, financial person, CFO, um, you know, very high C on the disc for all you disc fans out there. You understand what we're talking about, to my point, with the common language. Um, we talked to some of his folks, and they felt disconnected. Sure. So that's not what we're talking about. So even though I really may not care how your weekend was, sincerely on the inside of me, I'm sitting in the mommy or the daddy chair. I'm sitting in the leader chair. And to get my team to be, be excellent, to be the best it can be, I need to have that skill set on my hard drive. Yeah. So I ask the question a lot of times, take the technical skills. What is this person as a leader on their technical ability? Okay, great. You know, they, that's why you have them there. But then set that aside and talk about the people dimension, the leadership dimension. What are, what are they on that 10 scale? Yeah. Then smash those two numbers together and tell me what you aggregate out. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction, too. So the coaching can be around skill development. You know, what do, we, what do they need to do? Um, I think that often that's a comfort level for a lot of leaders, especially technical leaders, mm-hmm. is that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, here's the skill set. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's how to get a little better at it. Fantastic place to start. Next up comes competencies. You know, so if skill development sort of the what, mm-hmm. this becomes the how. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that's where the manager feels a little shaky because they're mm-hmm. like, I don't, maybe I'm not so great at building relationships. But that doesn't mean you don't notice it and you can't be working towards it. That can be where maybe use human resources, a partner manager to give some ideas. Have a coach like <clears throat> Voltage Leadership. People, sure. people like us in our world, The how this played out with the example that I'm using with this particular CFO just the, the the act of asking mm-hmm. because they the people on the team weren't re- accustomed to hearing it right so this person who wasn't wired that way out of after coaching comes in in the co- in the coaching culture now and says hey 
how about those Clemson Tigers? Mm -hmm. And they're going, what? Right. (laughs) This is out of character, but it's repetition after that. So people have to own that. They have to understand that this impacts your business in the longer term. If you just want to be the short term, I'll use the words command and control and more about that later. Um, That's one way to do it. But remember, to my point, if you do it with a coaching culture in mind, you'll pick up dollars instead of picking up dimes. Yeah. And the last one we'll we'll do sort of after break. But um, that last one, too, is. What about their their career and what's happening at home? Because a lot of them are like, oh, my God, I don't want to venture into home and all that. And we're not asking you to be a psychiatrist, but they bring their challenges from the home as well. So sometimes you have to provide some space for that. So, again, what we're talking about today is um, coaching culture and how do we grow and develop it to help your organization be as successful as possible. It's time for a two-minute break. So after the break, we'll continue this conversation. Look forward to talking to you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now, back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I'm here today with Lee Hubert from Voltage Leadership Consulting, and we're talking about coaching culture. And just to give you a sense for where we are in the show, you know, coaching culture is really about how do we have a culture where folks can give and receive feedback, that we can get 
our employees engaged, where they're able to grow and develop and be able to reach their best. It also means you as a leader maybe have less work that you have to do because you have a team that wants to reach up and help you and they are trying to do their best work and they're seeing you do your best work. And so they feel empowered to do their best work, take things off your desk. So that's what's in it for you. Um, Certainly, you can still use command and control. There will be times where that's appropriate. Maybe mm-hmm. your quick decision. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about emergency room department. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when when there's an accident, I don't want everyone standing around. Hey, where do you think the best approach yeah, is? So be Look. deliberate over this. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. What we're trying to also give you though is expanding that set of tools to hey, how do you serve some of the people you work with? How mm-hmm. do you engage with employees? And so one of the topics that we talked about is, you know, this is one that makes the folks nervous. Um, you know, again, when it's talking about coaching for skill development, I think you know how to do that. I think that you get very specific, set some smart goals, mm-hmm. you know, find some resources. When it comes to development of um, the person from a, how do they increase their competencies, like building relationships or executive presence or uh, driving towards results, maybe a little more nervous, but mm-hmm. seem to be okay. But the one spot that folks get the most nervous is when it comes to that person's own goals and maybe mm-hmm. going back to school or, mm-hmm. you know, they've got all this craziness in their life. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I deal with that? And most managers I know, what they try to avoid is like, I should just not talk about personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Lee, what say you about that? Well, the reality is you're dealing with human beings. and what? Yeah, yeah. You do have, you know, they're not robots. Uh, it's not artificial intelligence yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. But the uh, I want to make a point. Is I want to link your iGrow model to something called the art of asking great questions. Oh, interesting. Please. And in, in a previous show, you heard us talk about, you know, behind the manager's closed door. So let's think about this. Remember the first thing in iGrow is the intent. What do we want here? Right. Once to form a crucial conversation, what would a good and prudent, reasonable person want or the best possible outcome for everybody? So everybody, you know, has a good outcome. Well, behind the manager's closed door, there's, you know, as you know, at Voltage, we have a, a, a protocol that we use. Um, there are times for coaching for performance or results. I want to know, do you have the tools in your toolbox to do the job? Right. Is there anything in your world, to my earlier point, distracting you or is causing interference? Right. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, you're ergonomically okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's going on with you? Feedback for you, feedback for me. And then here's the big practical takeaway in this segment of the show, the art of asking great questions. So you're developing me. You've established a rapport. You've got my attention. I need to find out what you're interested in. Hmm. So, you know, do you want to continue on in advanced degree? Is the craziness in your life happening because you're in school and you're taking care of an elderly parent? Um, you know, I don't necessarily want to be your social worker, right. nor does HR want me to be your social worker. <laughs> and for you rescuers out there and you know who you are, we don't want you to do that either. However, there is something about connecting with this person and making that the norm. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you pretend to lead, I'll pretend to follow, right? right. However, there's the opposite of that as well. So the art of asking great questions is empowering. Okay, what are you interested in doing? Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? Uh, let's follow the iGrow model. What's the reality of doing that? What options do you have? I'll help you think your way around as it relates to work. But understand, we help people advance here. We have things like 
uh, tuition benefits and all these different things that can help, you know, personal and professional growth. Mm -hmm. Now, how cool is that and how good does that feel to have somebody? And don't forget, uh, we're also entering a time where we've been talking about competing for talent. Right. So if I feel uh, that coaching culture and I feel validated by that Mm -hmm. as opposed to invalidated by it or minimized by it, Chances are, I'm, you know, you mentioned it earlier, hey, Jeff, I'm looking, right? I'm burned out. It's all task, task, task. There's something to that. So this will help you a great deal with retention. Great. So to me, I'm thinking in a form of pyramid to build off of what Lee is talking about. So if you can just imagine, I'm sort of doing the base of the pyramid. His questions you start out with, do you have the tools and resources to do your job? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what it takes to do the job? Mm-hmm. Let's set some clear expectations. Wait, and my goals. boss wants to know if I have the tools to do my job. Exactly. That's a coaching culture. Right. Okay. Right. So now we get through that. The next level up is there starts to be some recognition. You know, so the recognition is in the form of, I see you. It doesn't always mean that, like, you're doing an awesome job. I see you. That's right. I'm noticing what you're doing. You're important to our organization. Mm-hmm. There should be some positive recognition for what you're doing. But there's also saying, hey, I see what you're doing. I might have you go off and, and represent me in another department. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a form of recognition. You're going to be my stand-in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start to delegate some things for you. Developmental. Good. So now we're a little bit more motivated, a little bit more engaged. Mm -hmm. The next level up is contribution and ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to try to find more ways to lead questions is, hey, I see you're doing a nice job here. How would you like to increase your contribution? What would you like to own? Mm -hmm. What what are you interested in in sort of making your mark? Where do you see yourself growing within this organization? Mm -hmm. Then the final level is this really to what Lee's been talking about, the high level questions of, okay, Gosh, you're off to a really great start. We're mid-career for you. Love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What's the feedback that you need to hear? Mm-hmm. What's your career goal? Mm-hmm. What are you hoping to achieve? Mm-hmm. How can I help you get there? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying that you're going to walk away from this coaching session with seven things to do, but there might be a follow-up to human resources about a benefits question. Mm-hmm. There might be a, hey, you know, I need to introduce you to a sister department or a mentor in another part of our business mm-hmm. so that you guys can be in a relationship and I can help you grow to the best you can be. Well, let me add on to that. I, I knew somebody that used to work for Capital One that was actually considering an expat uh, assignment and that didn't happen for this person. And then because their manager pretty much engaged and lived a, a coaching type philosophy and a coaching culture, found out the answers to these things. And the rest of the story is? Uh, yeah, here I am. <laughs> Start my own business. Yeah, absolutely. But what they got out of that because of that was another seven years of a committed employee. Bingo. Right. You know, and um, ultimately that's when I went back and took the Georgetown coaching program. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, instead of going straight up and through call centers, you know, I ended up staying there for another seven years because Paige Clay uh, took the time to really know what I wanted. Yes. And, you know, at that point it was kind of like craziness with young children and, and all that kind of stuff. Binkies, you said. Yeah, binkies, right. I just wanted naps. Yeah. And, um, you know, with without that leader taking the time to know who I was, you know, I probably would have balanced within six to 12 months. That's it. That's the nub of the issue. Everybody listening to this show today, that's the nub of the issue. It's the before and the after. You can check the box and not do, as Jeff was just describing, and then look at the payoff sellout, to my earlier point at the outset, in the longer term. If you're really focused on just what's going on the next short term, you're stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime and you are leaving dollars on the table. 
Let me talk about a little bit different coaching too. I'm just going to shift this a different way for a moment, Lee. And that's mentoring. Sometimes people get confused. Mentoring, you know, I just want to help explain. Coaching often is an external resource like Lee or Jennifer, Marissa, myself, Joanne, some of the folks that we interact with at Voltage. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly that's really important. Often that helps to get organizations unstuck and and maximizing their development Mm -hmm. um, and the organizational success. Mentoring is slightly different. Mentoring is, this is someone that's been in the organization longer, um, maybe higher in the organization. And what they're doing is they're saying, here's how we get things done here. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of the ability to say, you're trying to accomplish something. Let me tell you how decisions get made around here. Let me tell you the last time we faced a situation like this, two years ago, how we navigated that. Mm-hmm. Where that's really beneficial is you're getting some wisdom, real, you know, free, you know, and it has yeah, the ability cool to, that? to not walk into something that's like, whoa, you don't have to take the advice. That's also a nice part. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when your boss is the one that's your coach, you know, you kind of, there's a little applied pressure you kind of mm-hmm. feel like that mm-hmm. you got to take. A mentor is more like, hey, thanks for listening. Let me uh, understand what you were trying to accomplish there. The downside sometimes of mentoring, though, is um, I, have, I had a friend at Capital One. Her name was Xiao Xin Sen, and Xiao Xin was from uh, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. She was about five feet tall, mm-hmm. and her mentor was like, well, you know, it seems like you need some help on building relationships. Why don't you go join the uh, basketball team and the softball team, <laughs> right? Well, that's probably not real practical. Yeah, I don't think so. What I'd say, though, is that I'd also encourage you to look for mentoring within an organization, though, because there are lots of benefits. You can have a, a mentor get some training on it and maybe mentor two to three people. And so maybe if you're in the, the latter part of your career, this is a way to get back to your career, keep mm-hmm. you engaged. I would add on to that thought. The organization I was at, a large uh, energy company in the Midwest, um, that we actually, as developmental uh, roles, assigned people mm-hmm. mentorship roles. Mm-hmm. So you will mentor, so you will, and you will enjoy this, right? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> now, now, most of the people who did it, did it for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And we had one particular person that I bumped into who was a mentor of sorts to myself, and he always used the word friendly amendment. Oh, I like that. Yeah, when it was completely non-threatening. So when you're talking about something and he would thought, okay, well, I'm going to try to give you some guardrails and keep you on the road here so you don't, you know, this is the, it's, it, as our cultural connecting rights, the way we do things around sure. here. So there there are your C&I dogs. So he would say, I want to offer a friendly amendment to what you're thinking or what you just verbalized. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm high eye and I'll tell everybody around it. He knew that about me. Sure. So when I would hear those words, I want to offer you a friendly amendment, I stopped what I was doing and my ears perked up and going, okay. Lee, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one last one that I just want to hit in this segment is um, buddies. You know, so a lot of the organizations we work with, we'll also use a buddy. And that's in two different times. And it's a, a really great tool for uh, coaching cultures. It is when you have a new hire. It can mm-hmm. be that person that's kind of a mentor at, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Sort of onboarding. And how do we do things around here? How do you, uh, I like your last words, the boundaries. Just mm-hmm. so you don't bump into things so that you have a successful launch. Mm-hmm. Also, when you get promoted, uh, maybe into your new role, you can get partnered with a buddy to just sort of say, hey, we're peer-to-peer. Let me tell you about, you know, What's the month in report? How's the boss like them? What's it look like so that you get off to launch to a really successful start? Very important that that buddy, sometimes we use the word preceptor. Yeah, in healthcare, it's preceptors. Whatever the case may be, that that person be doing it and 
doing it in the iGrow model and, and is the right person to be doing it. You know, you hear stories sometimes we drill down on cultures of that not being the right person. Right. So what's the first real positive or, or uh, confidential influencer that they have, right? And if that is the wrong situation, you want to obviously correct that and run the other direction. Yeah. And so I think it is critical that you're choosing the right people. I've got one of my organizations that have brought in several project managers. And the first one, it was more of a competition. Yes. And I'm like, no, no, that's not who we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the person that is wanting to grow, develop. Maybe they haven't had a chance to be a leader yet. And so it's a it's a training ground to be a leader. So, you know, everything from being an internal coach to a mentor mm-hmm. to buddies are on the table. So, you know, really good conversation so far about coaching cultures. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're about up for another break. Uh, we'll come back with some of our best practices and best tips. So let's talk to you in two minutes on the other side of commercial break. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Welcome back, and I'm here today with Lee Hubert. It's been a fast-moving hour. We've been talking about coaching culture and how do you instill it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a culture where people are allowed to take responsibility for their own work. They're able to grow and empower themselves and really be able to develop themselves. And what's critical for that is that that means that you can move on to some other work and let others be successful. It's Mm -hmm. also, if we do this rightly, a culture where we're able to not have to replace people every like two weeks. It's (laughs) going to be one that's, we got institutional knowledge and people that want to be here for three years, five years, 10 years, right? You have cultural equity and sometimes that equity walks out the door. Gosh, that's hard. If you can encourage people to spend more time developing their skills and use maybe a little bit less of your time just doing your technical side, your technical abilities, that, that's it. A coaching culture is one where uh, when you really think about it, it's the leader as the coach. Mm. There's the train the trainer aspect for sure, but it's also the coaching culture with the leader as the coach does a great job of translating the strategic intent of the organization. Mm-hmm. So let that sink in. I mean, it sounds like a lot of you know high work, but that's that's it. The coaching culture is where the leaders are the coaches. And how cool is it to have your leader actually coach you for the, all, the, all the good things? And then translate the strategic intent of that organization. Sure. A lot of times, you know, we talk about various forms of coaching, you know, skill development, performance, you know, all that kind of thing. When we talk about performance evaluations. I want to touch on what they are. And well, that's what, good because we got an email about that. Yeah. Just, you know, asking, hey, how did you guys hit on uh, where's performance planning oh. and all that? How cool is that? Now, I did not read the email, by the way. I did not know that was there. That's my job. So I did, though. There you go. Well, what performance plans are and what they are not. Some people think they're a box you tick off in that they're a nuisance. That was a box you tick off? What? Yeah, that's a box. <laughs> because that's what it feels like. It's sure. a, poke in the, a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. You have to be in my office by this date, by this, because I have to do your performance review. I heard a few of those uh, just yesterday. Shame on you, and you better not make me late. Yeah. Don't make me miss my deadline for doing your performance. Really? So what is, uh, you know, best practices then around this performance plan, performance well, you, uh, process? You said it earlier, and we'll talk a little bit about it next week. Creating time, mm-hmm. knowing yourself. I use the words integrity. You use authenticity. Sure. Um, I use the word transparency. So you either have that or you don't, and people can sense that. It's like dealing with your children sometimes. So that's the first step. Second step is creating time to be present, yeah. you know, and then creating a venue for the appropriate form of coaching, skill development, feedback, developmental, whatever the case. Yeah. Um, it could be career coaching, all that kind of thing. And uh, performance uh, evaluations and plans, well, those are two different things. Evaluations are telling me, um, I acknowledge your effort. You've done some good things. Not everything you've done is wrong. And you don't hear just the bad things from me. Right. That's a certain thing to have people run out the door. Sure. Uh, we were just talking at the break about sign-on bonuses in healthcare. I'm seeing huge sign-on bonuses. Now, money has part to do with it. But when you look at the list of satisfiers, money's there, but it's fairly far down the list, right? right. They quit the boss before they quit the job. Sure. So that's something. Then if you get somebody who has to increase performance or modify behavior, right. a lot of times when you do a performance plan or there's an element of that performance eval that centers on that, it's about modifying behavior. Right. And to my point, the subset of your iGrow model, this is very practical. Here's the takeaway. It's the AOB. The subset of that goal is, Here's the actions you did or didn't, you own them. That's it in a nutshell. And here's the behaviors that are going to help either remediate, coach up, and in some cases coach out, which may not necessarily be a, a bad outcome. 
Yeah, I'll just hit a real practical tip just for for our listeners here. Um, what I try to do is it's uh, the, the old Winston Churchill. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I told you. Sir Winston, all right. Oh my gosh, I should have done my Churchill. I have a very bad Churchill uh, accent, but well, here's what I mean though: is literally I will print out a copy on the back of the paper. I write the three points that I want you to hear. Mm-hmm. I will always ask someone too if they want to know their money first or not, because some people do, and some people say, "No, I want to hear about the money at the end." Okay. You know, and so what I'll do is I, I'm trying to give as much control over to the person that I'm giving feedback to mm-hmm. because they're nervous. Sure. So then what I'll say is once we've decided what we're going to do with the money, here are the three things, Lee, that you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. I generally try to make it two positive mm-hmm. and one development opportunity, mm-hmm. right? If it's a sort of your normal review, if it's crazy, then we'll, we'll do it a little right, different. Right, right. Let's just assume that it's a fairly normal review. Then we go through it in about 15, 20 minutes. Um, you know, if I can, I try to send it ahead of time so they mm-hmm. can have already read it. Mm-hmm. Great. What are your major questions? Right. But I've hit those themes. Then at the end, I turn that piece of paper back over and said, okay, what I want you to make sure you heard is that, wow, you're fantastic at building relationships. That project that you did and, and came in at 12% better than we thought, amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, one development opportunity is that I think you missed some opportunities this year mm-hmm. building relationships with peers. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're going to have a better rating next year. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this? Yes. Right. And so, you know, when you're thinking about that, take the time to, pre- so what, what happened there was I prepped. Mm-hmm. Right. I sent things ahead of time. I tried to understand what were the needs of the person that I'm actually giving feedback to. Mm-hmm. And then that's not the only time they're going to, they should have heard that throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. And then going forward, we're going to put together a development plan that says, how can you achieve an even better year that fits into your career goals and the company's goals? So you're describing the coaching culture. Well, we kind of are at the wrap up of the show here, so I was yeah. trying to recap. I think I think you are. <laughs> shabam. So, so you all, shabam. So you all know what that felt like. Um, Jeff can you know pull your eyeballs out of your head, wash them, wax them, put them back. You won't even know they're gone, and then you will feel communicated with. Right. So, uh, Lee, you know any uh, best practices here at the right end of the show before we preview next week's? Well, one of the things that we were talking about at the outset uh, is like you know. What is a coaching culture? So drill on this. It means different things to different industries. What is permissible? What isn't isn't permissible? Command and control, all that kind of thing. Um, second thing is really spend some time in understanding what different types of coaching, quote unquote, there there are, um, and don't limit yourself to that. Uh, I would also say a best practice, a key takeaway is who in your organization should be trained mm-hmm. and don't limit yourself. A lot of times people get bureaucratic or they, you know, get officious and all this kind of thing. It's like, you got to be a director or lover to attend this, you know, meeting. And all. You know, forget about that. If you talk, talk about people, right? Anybody that deals with people, anybody that is a lead, anybody that has people reporting to them, anybody that's an influencer, um, so the answer to that question is anybody who is really an influencer should and could be coached and trained. Great. Lee, thank you for uh, being again with us. Uh, Lee will be back with us next week. We'll be talking about mm-hmm. time management, best practices, resetting the calendar, mm-hmm. uh, trying to set you up for success. Uh, we'll hear how the Packers did, I'm sure, by the time we get there next week. Hail, 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 <laughs> There you go. Um, so I know that some people are curious about resources. Feel free to email me and, and, and Lee, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, one of my favorite books around this topic is Coactive Coaching. Um, there's another book called The Heart of Coaching. Both have good examples of questions you can ask 
how do you set it up and things like that. Um, throughout the course of the week, please feel free to reach us. You've been listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. If you want to reach us during the week, please follow us on Twitter at Jamie Jeff. You can connect with Lee or I at Jeff Smith or Lee Huber at Voltage Leadership Consulting. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Our website's www.voltageleadership.com. You can email me at Jeff at Voltage Leadership and Lee at uh, Lee at Lee at VoltageLeadership.com. You can reach us during the week at area code 540-798-1963. Mm-hmm. And again, next week we will be hitting on time management, best practices, trying to set you up for a great 2017. In the meantime, hopefully our snow will melt. We'll back, get back to warm days, get outside and run a little bit. You got that right. And we really appreciate everyone listening in from all around the world. Look forward to talking to you next week at 1 o'clock Eastern. Thanks and have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week. <laughs>